This is Rock and Roll English. Real people, real English. Here's your host, Martin Johnson. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Rock and Roll English. Episode number 127, baby. Oh yeah. And boy, oh boy, is there a surprise today. We have podcast royalty here, baby. The king of the learning English podcast world, Luke from Luke's English Podcast. Um, If you don't know who he is, where have you been for the last 10 years, more or less? I think that's how long he's been making podcasts. And his podcast has been downloaded just the 50 million times. Actually, more than that. And, you know, that's quite a big number, isn't it? He's done over 500 episodes. Um, And, yeah, I could keep saying all of this great stuff, but it's probably easier if you just go to his website, teacherluke.co.uk, and you can find it all there. Um, So, yes, we have the King of the Learning English Podcasts, and we also have Dan the Man. A little bit different in terms of importance, but both are wonderful people, okay? Um, And as someone special is here today, um, we are doing something special. Makes sense, doesn't it? Someone special is here, so we're doing something special. It's like when people come to your house, someone special comes to your house and you do something special, don't you? You don't make them eat off the shit plates that you normally eat from. You use the great plates, the fantastic plates, the special plates, because there's a special guest. So that's exactly what's happening today, but just in the podcast world. So the only difference is that instead of a nice plate, you get the transcript for today's episode for free. Wow. Plus, if you take the quiz, you will also get the transcript from the last episode as a kind of well done for doing the quiz. Um, Don't think this is going to happen every week, though. Okay, this is just because there's someone special on the show. So I would say to make the most of it for this week. Anyway, there's loads of rock and roll vocabulary. Some is explained during the show, but not all of it today because I got lost speaking to Luke a little bit and I forgot to do it sometimes. But all of the vocabulary is highlighted in the transcript and obviously I will talk about it again at the end. And it will all be on rockandrollenglish.com. So I will speak to you all again at the end, people. Enjoy the conversation. Happy listening. Hi, Luke. How are you today? I'm very well, thanks. Um, bit bit sleepy because it's it's the morning and uh, well I just always want to go back to sleep as soon as I wake up, which is not a good way to start the day. But I'm I'm all right. I'm ready. I'm I'm, okay. I'm pumped. I pumped myself up just earlier on. You certainly seem really pumped. Yeah, really. Yeah. Pumped. Well, I'm I'm now feeling pumped up. Don't ask me how I pumped myself up. <laughs> yeah, that's, pri- that's that's secret and private. But um, just rest assured, I am. Fully pumped up you're now. You're pumped, you're pumped. Okay, that's good to know. We should probably say hello to Dan the man as well. He's hiding here somewhere. Always the man of mystery. How are you, Dan? I'm good. You? <laughs> Always fantastic, Dan. Always fantastic. Um, so, obviously... Can, can I just say, it's just, it's so great that you two are back together again. The, the, this is one of the things that we're talking about, Luke, okay? Okay, all right. Don't, don't steal all my great material, okay? I've spent ages <laughs> preparing this and you're just right. ruining everything, okay? <laughs> Sorry, I jumped the gun there. 
Yeah, jump the gun. Lovely rock and roll vocabulary. They went a bit too far ahead, let's say. Yeah. Um, so I've said all the nice stuff about you on the intro, Luke. I don't want to embarrass you by saying how wonderful you are. So no, you can. You... I don't mind. Well, you can just <laughs> listen to the intro if you want. Okay. And... okay. <laughs> um, but I suppose the first thing to say to you since we last spoke is congratulations. You are father now. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she's uh, just over one year old now. Yeah, how's that going? Yeah, she's great. She's hilarious. She's walking around. She's uh, just very funny. Uh, and yeah, it's great. It's really good. I mean, I said before that I don't get enough sleep, but she does actually sleep. I mean, even if even if I didn't have a, a baby, I'd still want to sleep more. <laughs> but no, she's great. We're having lots of fun. Okay, fantastic. We'll be actually talking a little bit about that later as well. Um, okay. But something else important, we've obviously spoken about the birth of your daughter, but something else very important is this is the first time on Rock and Roll English there's been a three-way conversation. Did you know that? Whoa, I did not know that. Wow, we're, we're breaking new ground. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, I'm, I must admit, a little bit less important than the birth of your daughter, <laughs> but something else important to talk about. Yeah, yeah, certainly. How are you feeling about this, Dan? First three-way version of Rock and Roll English. Well, I've never really wanted a threesome with you, so this is not... <laughs> it's um, not great So news. if people don't know what a threesome is, it's generally referred to a sexual kind of three-way kind of thing. I don't think any of that's going to be happening. But Yeah, wait, you know. I, didn't, I didn't agree to that. <laughs> Did we not mention that when we invited you onto the show? I, no, Sorry. No, I, no, no one told me that it was going to be an actual threesome. I mean, thank goodness we're all in different physical locations. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thank God. Um, so, Luke, obviously you were on um, episode 39 of Rock and Roll English, and that was just you and me then. Mm. Um, but now we have Dan the Man. We have a child now, I suppose. Our child, Dan <laughs> the Man. I'm the child. Yeah, does he, uh, do you think he needs uh, a nappy change or <laughs> feeding or anything? How are you feeling, Dan? Are you feeling okay? I'm doing fine, thank you. Yeah, But if I, okay, if I do good. need a nappy change, I'll let you know. Just start crying. Yeah. Luke's an expert at that anyway, so he'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, well, hopefully I won't have to change the under underpants of a grown man. That would be, <laughs> again, not what I expected when I agreed to do this episode of the podcast. It's like, yeah, Luke, can you do? Uh, can you come on Rock and Roll English and change Dan's uh, underpants, please? Because I don't want to do it. And, and that's after the threesome as well. Oh, <laughs> But um, but let's actually now move to stuff that you probably were expecting, um, which is to speak about um, awkward moments, which we did when um, the last time you were on the show. Yeah. And we learned a lot from that, but I think there's more to learn. Okay. So I've yeah. got a few situations for you here, which we're going to have a look at. Um, the first one, the most awkward one, let's get it out of the way. You're invited onto a podcast with two friends that have had a massive argument and haven't spoken to each other for a long time. How do you deal with that? Okay, can I do what I did before and have like several possibilities? Oh, sure, of course. Yeah. So the one possibility would just be just don't mention it, just kind of... Uh, <laughs> too late, too late. <laughs> yeah, well, I've, obviously I, that's not what I've done, but uh, just not don't mention it and just every time there's any sense of tension or if it, it does get mentioned, just act like... You know, you're not really hearing it. Just keep a totally straight face. Just <laughs> good idea. I like that just, one. Yeah. Just completely ignore the existence of any kind of awkward issue at all, like it's not really happening. So there's that. And then the other yeah. one is to do the complete opposite, and that is to dig as deep into the situation as you can, and just go all out, go all in, 
and ask lots of direct, extremely rude and personal questions <laughs> in order to get all the dirt on exactly what happened. Because that's what the audience is thinking, you know, guys. Yeah. Like, Dan, just you, you disappeared for ages and there wasn't really much explanation for it. And everyone's going, what happened? Wow, did they fall out with each other? What Did they have a physical fight? Who won that fight? Well, if we did, I'll tell you who would win that, Dan. That's why I very much avoided that. Dan's about three times as big as me. He's got big muscles. And the important thing is to remember, for anyone listening, is the fact we're now having a threesome, so everything's fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, not only is everything fine, you've dragged me into this situation too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we, we needed you just to sort of mediate it, yeah. The, yeah, the, 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 the dynamic that you guys had is so all-consuming that it's pulling other people in <laughs> as well now. Exactly. Um, so, so I would, yeah, so I guess going back to your question, um, I would either completely ignore it or I would ask lots and lots of questions, which in this case, I'm sure everyone would like to have answers to. For example, what the hell actually happened? What was the nature of the dispute? <laughs> well, yeah, now this is getting a bit awkward now. <laughs> We're going to start rowing again. Yeah, exactly. Let, let's not rake up old graves, okay? Some okay. more rock and roll vocabulary. Like, bring things up again that have already happened. We've moved on. It's all lovey-dovey here yeah. now, Luke. Okay, uh, okay, we keep telling each other how much we love each other. Well, I've told Dan. He hasn't actually said it back yet. I'm still waiting for that. But um... Well, anyway... Re- Regardless of what happens, and I'm not going to ask you what what actually went down. Well, I sort of did, and obviously that's not going to work. So <laughs> let's just forget about that. But regardless of all that, it is. I'm very glad that you're both back together again. Thanks a lot. Um, when we were on your podcast, actually, I remember using the phrase. Yeah, one thing I remember from that is using the phrase "make up, make up, never, never break up." And mm. m- me and Dan have said that to each other at least five times, haven't we, Dan? <laughs> I don't think I've ever said that in my life. <laughs> <laughs> don't be stupid, Dan. Don't don't try and deny it. You know you did. But it's made the friendship stronger, okay? We learn we've learned from where we went wrong and now we're moving ahead. Okay. Let's look forward, Luke. Let's look forward. Okay. Look forward to the next question, which is coming right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um and very relevant to you, actually, I believe. Um you're at a children's party, which for me, that's that should be the situation because the children's parties I've been to have all been really awkward. Have you had any awkward situations there? Uh, well, most of the time when I go to a children's party, it's all in French. Oh, okay. So that's automatically awkward because <laughs> uh, my French is not really quite good enough, especially when it's talking when you, when I'm talking to children, because children <laughs> will just look at me like they've got no filter. Like adults, at least French adults, they have all these filters of you know they'll try you know if if they're not impressed by my French, they will switch to English or they'll, you know, whatever. But uh, the kids are just, they'll just, uh, you know, nothing. It's like I'll be talking, I'll be talking to them in French and it's like, it's just noise happening around them. So uh, you should say, look, can't you speak English, you two-year-old child? What's yeah. the matter with you? Yes. Well, yeah, that's what I should be doing. Like, come on, for goodness sake, just learn English and then, and then stop uh, pulling my, my wife's hair. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Um, okay, but the, situa- the situation I've got is, so you're at a party. Um, mm. It's like a friend of your daughter's, let's say. You've bought a present, like a doll, let's say. Um, not like not a real Barbie because they're too expensive. Just, you know, like a cheap Barbie yeah. version. I'm a very cheap man. Well, yeah, me too, Luke. <laughs> me too. You have to be. Um, and then everyone else um, has given the presents and the child's opening them and everyone's bought these really extravagant presents like I don't know like 200 euros 300 euros and you're thinking 
oh shit in a minute they're gonna get to my shit present what Mm. do you do in that situation um okay right so again two two options option one is Mm -hmm. i again i just uh, so i'll just think well you know what these people with their 200 euro pounds whatever the currency is 200 uh euro gifts to their children they're stupid. They're wasting their money because these kids are just going to either smash them, forget about them, or just grow out of them within a few like months, potentially, because mm-hmm. kids grow up very quickly. So I'll think, they're all idiots, and yeah. I'm brilliant, is what I'll think. And I'll be like, right, if, you, if you're if you judging me on buying an affordable gift for a <laughs> child, <laughs> then you can get stuffed, is what I'll think in my head. Whereas outside, I'll be going... I'll just be again I'll be ignoring that there's an issue and I'll just be acting like everything's normal that's option one Mm -hmm. right option two is I'll quickly realize that um that the child the the gift I've bought for for you know the child in this case is massively inadequate and I'm going to make a fool of myself so what what I would do is I just quickly grab the present and sort of i don't know throw it out of the window but do it in a way that makes it look like it's a mistake if that's possible so i'll be like oh oh just forgotten one thing and like grab it but like you know quickly fumble it and it just flies out of the window and like, oh oh well oh never mind no gift for you again yeah. and it was the best one it was the most expensive one it's all broken now so I, i've i've got the wrong gift as well potentially yeah i think obviously this option is not the best idea at all I was thinking you could maybe just take like a hundred euro like note because they have them, don't they? And then just like stick yeah. it onto the present. Right. That would be an yes. idea. Yeah, that immediately raising the value of the gift. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. To uh, to acceptable levels. <laughs> exactly. I like that one. Um, Dan, what about you? What um, have you ever been to a, ch- a child's party? Mm, not that I can remember. Um, but if I did and that happened, I'd just go to the toilet. <laughs> to do what in the toilet? I'll just hide in the toilet. Yes, just hide. I'm not going to go into details about, you know, I'll just be standing there or sitting there. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be strange and, if you did anything else. Yeah. It would be horrible though, Dan. In this situation, you have a child though. So you're going to go in the toilet and just leave your child to like <laughs> take all of like the the grief. So the grief, like the criticism, no, let's say. No, no, because presumably I'll be with um, Mrs. Dan the man. So I'll just let her deal with it. What a manly um, answer to that question. That's that's so noble well, of so, you, Dan. So there's no right or wrongs here. I mean, Luke's threatening to throw the present out the window. The, 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 the present, not the child. Not the child, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what would you do, Martin? Um, what would I I think I would just take my child, take Mrs. Rock and Roll English, and just run and never speak to the, those people ever again. And take my present because I'm not wasting my present. I'm not leaving my present there. You know, I'll give that to another child that appreciates it. Yeah. Another option is that when the child opens the present, even though it's going to be obvious to everyone that this is a cheap gift that you've, you know, bought at some crappy little shop, you just let slip somehow. You know, the way that parents will speak to their children, but they'll raise their voice a little bit. So it's obvious that they're actually talking to all the adults in the room. You know, you know the way parents yeah, do that. Yeah, exactly. So I'll say, "Oh, uh, look at that very expensive present that uh, you've got. I wonder, wonder what it is, but I'm sure it's very valuable and expensive." And that obviously will work because until you leave the price tag on there as well, and everyone sees right. it's a piece of shit. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, hopefully you won't do that. But then that all the parents will be like, will be so convinced um, because I mean they're stupid enough anyway to buy a two hundred euro gift for a good for a, you know an eighteen month old child. So um, they'll all obviously be convinced by that, Absolutely. and then everything everything will be fine. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, okay, so going to the next one again, connected to this baby stuff. Um, you're on the metro, I believe they call it in Paris. Yeah. Um, there's a woman there. She looks like she could be pregnant, but you're mm-hmm. not sure. Do you get up and offer your seat? Oh, it's a tough one. It's a tough Oof. one. Oof. Um, okay. So there's, again, two situations. Here's what I would actually do, and here's what I, w- I normally do in that situation. When there's any doubt, for mm-hmm. example, if someone gets on and I think that they might want to sit down for because maybe they're old or they might be pregnant, what I actually do, and this is, what I gen- this is how English I am, is that I will, instead of actually saying to the person, do you, uh, you want to sit down? Or without even pointing at the seat, I will just stand up and just walk over oh, somewhere that's else. Good. That's good. And really just leave good. the seat yeah. free. You know, yeah. I'll, just, I'll just, just walk away from the situation completely. <laughs> and then, the, you know, hopefully the person will just see the empty seat and sit down. And mm. I don't have to deal with the, uh, the whole awkward, uh, you know, do you want to, do you want to, uh, you know, all that stuff that you have to do. Sure. Um, like which which is kind of to an extent if you va- if you are possessive about seats that's not the right <laughs> approach but uh, but you know I'm just a sort of uh, a metro superhero in that way that I'll just yeah I'll, and, um, I'll just take the bullet as it were a nice lovely rock and roll vocabulary when you take the bullet it's shit how do we explain this one dictionary right. Dan we need your help it's when you suffer the consequences yourself Oh, there, boom shakalaka. That was a perfect definition, dictionary, Dan. Um, anyway, Luke, what's option two then? So option two, um, hold on. <laughs> I can't remember what option two is. <laughs> option one did actually sound really good. Oh, yeah, option option two is where you just, again, you, you just s- sort of speak your mind without any thought for the pragmatics of the situation. You, you oh. just say, excuse me, you, you look, uh, you're either fat or pregnant. Which one is it? <laughs> Um, and and if they say I'm well I'm I'm well I'm not pregnant and you can say oh well I think you need to uh, I think you need to go on a diet love or something terrible like that which is clearly the worst thing that you could that, do that is that is a risky uh, technique uh, what about you Dan what would you do uh, this is a, the exact sort of situation that I hate to be in so I I normally try to avoid it by not sitting down on any <laughs> metro and obviously sometimes if I'm with friends and it's an empty train. Um, and they'll say, like, why are you standing up? And then I sit down. Then when it gets busy again, I have to pretend to be asleep because I just don't know what to do. And it doesn't yeah, work as well. Even if, like, they're old, if you go and say, do you want the seat? You're basically saying, you're fucking old. You don't look like you can stand up. You better have this mm. seat. So it's just a great source of embarrassment for me. So I just, yeah, I have a stand up or I'm asleep. Yeah, I, I like the I'm asleep one. I just basically look down when I'm on any kind of public transport and just I'm not aware of anything. I've actually had someone ask me before and I wanted to ask for some sort of document to <laughs> to like see. It was someone, well, I think she was saying she was too old, but she didn't look that old. Obviously, I just got up and didn't say anything, but I really wanted some kind of proof, like a passport or something, just to check like the that. date of birth. It's yeah. like, uh, it's, uh, sorry, can I, is there any chance I could sit down? It's like, um, do you have a medical certificate? To- yeah, that, that's that's what I want. Yeah, of course. Exactly. Um, okay, so the next one, you're walking out of a building. 
Mm-hmm. You've gone. You're sort of going out the door. You you sort of have a look back to see if anyone else is coming because obviously you're a kind gentleman. You want to see if you can hold the door. Someone is coming, but someone that person's quite far away. Do you wait to close the door or do you just go and just think, fuck it, it's only a door. I'll be able to open it. Okay. Three three possibilities. Okay. Possibility good. one is what I would probably do. And if they're that far away, I'd probably just go, oh, fuck it. I wouldn't say it out loud. <laughs> it's just shout off, fuck you, I'm oh, closing the door. <laughs> oh, fuck it then. I'm going. You're too slow. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. But if they're that far away, I might just, I think it's acceptable to just go. Well, it's the distance. It's you're not one hundred percent sure if the distance is acceptable to go. That's the problem. I don't know. Maybe if if the distance is that far, uh, if it's still a bit vague whether it's acceptable or not, I might kind of do some stupid sort of face ex- facial expression. Maybe something with my hands like pointing, like sort of. Oh, you know, sorry, I've got to, I've got to go. You know, that kind of. Oh, you know, like, oh, you know, sorry, I'm ah. Uh, you know, one of those things that sure. that people do, like you know, oh, and then oh, oh, isn't this isn't this uh, oh, isn't this tricky? Like oh, human nature, it's oh, you know that kind of thing. I'd be sure. like oh, uh, and then I'd just leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, that's now I have one. to remember what the two other options are. <laughs> Option two. I was two. thinking that you immediately went for three options. I thought bloody yeah. hell, he's already thought of three options. But now I know you just say the options and then you think of the options. <laughs> <laughs> I've got. Option two is I will um, shout to the person. I'll be like, mm-hmm. oh, come on. <laughs> or something like that. Like, come on. And we're not, you know, we haven't got all day, you know. Yeah, Are you a sure. schizophrenic, Luke? Um, well, I mean. Uh, um, Can you imagine if you were? Yes and, yes and no. Yes and no. <laughs> yeah. If you actually were now, this would be an awkward moment. Yes. This would be like awkward moment number one. Yeah. D- don't worry. I'm not schizophrenic. Well, I haven't yeah. been diagnosed anyway. So, <laughs> but. So the second option would be to shout to the person like, you know, come on while we're young or something equally sarcastic just to make them feel really bad and make them hurry up, which is obviously Mm -hmm. uh, not something I would actually do. And then the third option would be to just stand there and just wait and just Ah. stand there. And I mean, you know, you could either stand there and make it obvious that you're making a big effort like... (sighs) You know, as as the person is slowly walks across the room and walks through the door and like tut or raise your you know roll your eyes as they go through the door um and maybe if they don't say thank you you could say oh you know you could have said thanks or something like that or you just wait there like a saint waiting as the person slowly makes their way across and as they go through the door they say they say to you thank you so much for holding the door open and waiting for me and then you say you're welcome have a great day and they say you have a great day too that just sounds so wonderful. The world is such a beautiful place, isn't it? Sometimes, wonderful. I said, yeah. What in one of the in one of the possible versions? Yeah. Scenario two, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Scenario two is horrible. Yeah, exactly. What about you, Dan? What would you do? I would almost always hold open the door. Oh, you're no, such a no. good guy, aren't you, Dan? Trying to make out you're the no. good guy, so the argument was all my fault. I've got it. I. <laughs> no. I know what you're doing, Dan. Okay. It, it all, it, it has backfired before because I remember one time I held the door open for someone who was about 10 feet away and I don't know what happened but they they walked through the door didn't say anything and then the person behind them walked through the door and then the person behind that so essentially I was just holding the door open for a crowd of people no one was saying <laughs> thank you it was it was awful so yeah but despite that I still uh, I still persist 
Nice. Um, I actually had a sort of situation like this the other day. It was very awkward. I was in a lift, actually, and I was sort of, you know, trying to close the button. So the lift closes and you go up. Couldn't find that button. Someone else ran in just as it was closing. And he was then pressing the button to keep it open and open and open. I was thinking, what are you doing? Like, let's fucking move. I didn't know why he was keeping it open. And then I just saw, like, this disabled woman walking over to get in the lift. And I just thought... I'm a terrible person. I'm going. I'm going to hell. It's it's certain. But you kept it in your head, though, didn't you? Didn't say. You didn't say anything, though, did you? Oh no, I didn't say. And you didn't. You didn't see the disabled woman before. Like if if you'd if you'd seen that there was a disabled woman coming, and you actually said out loud, "Oh come on," <laughs> like that would then you would go to hell. But I think you're all right. I think. I mean, I, I'm not like a, the judge of these things. He's going to hell. All right, he's going to. Okay, he's, he's going to yeah. hell. Okay. I was just about to say you've made me feel a bit better about that, Luke. But Dan, the man, as always, has just made me feel worse. OK. Um, OK, so let's do the last one here then. So it wouldn't be an episode of Rock and Roll English if we didn't talk about going to the toilet in some way, because that's one of the main topics we like to talk about here. Yeah. Um, and this, hap- this has happened to me many a time. And I'm, I don't know how to deal with it. So I need your advice. Um, I walk in the toilet. There's only one toilet. That happens a lot here in Italy. Is that in France? Like you go to a bar, there's just one toilet. Yeah, quite often. Yeah, you get like a, a urinal and then a, a one cubicle, yes. which often is, is unisex, the cubicle, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, you don't even get the urinal here. You just get the cubicle. Right. Um, so you're in line and someone's come out and they've obviously done a massive poo and it smells mm. really bad. Mm. You quickly go in just for a 30-second wee. You then come out. And then someone's waiting there and the smell's still there. Do you mention it? Do you say, look, that wasn't me? Do you just hope they're not going to notice it? Like, what's the solution? Yeah, that's a tough one, isn't it? Yeah. That's a tough one. So you could just just walk off really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so you could just leave uh, uh, without saying anything and hope that you never actually have to encounter that person again. Because obviously they will, they will just have the smell imprinted on their memory, and exactly. it'll be, it'll be it, your the vision of your face and that smell will just be, you know, linked. Because you know that we our memories we remember smells like more clearly than than anything else. Yeah. So yeah, the friendship's going nowhere after that. That is it. So just leave it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you know, just leave yeah. and hope to know. You know, just cross your fingers and hope to never meet mm. the person again. Or uh, if there's a chance that you're going to actually have to, you know, uh, have a relationship with this person, you might, again, just go all out. Okay, so don't no half measures in in something like this. You need to go all the way, and you need to say that stench. I just want to be clear, was absolutely nothing to do with me. In fact, I saw, and then just pick a random person in the bar, and just say I saw, you know, uh, whoever it is, Steve, coming out of that toilet, washing his hands. In fact, I heard him over say something to the barman. Like, I just made a, I did a massive poo in the toilet. Whoever goes in there after me is going to have a nightmare. Oh, uh, just just accuse someone else very loudly and the, confidently. The problem is, though, Steve. He's there and he says, "I don't know what you're talking about." Then, well, you know what happens? Then you look really stupid. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's, that's a nightmare. The, that's the risk. That's the risk you take. Then you're in that kind of well, it's your word against mine thing while you while you're sweating because you know exactly. that you're lying even though you've got no reason to lie because you're completely innocent in the first place god i'm, I'm getting stressed out just thinking uh, me about too, this me too me too me <laughs> too um i don't know I, that did happen to me uh once but i was the person going in as someone came out and they just said to me oh someone's made a you know someone no they didn't say it they did that face thing like 
like I did before at the door. Oh, okay. They're like, okay. you know. <laughs> did you believe them? Well, at the time, to be honest, I was suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. You you will always be suspicious. When you said that, though, when you said I was the person, I thought you were going to say I was the person that did the really smelly poo. <laughs> well, I was the third party. No, I was okay. the I was the 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 person going in, uh, yeah. and the person coming out was attempting to uh, um, profess their innocence with a mm. facial expression. And the thing is, the facial expression could either have meant someone's done something, some horrible poo in there, it's a bit disgusting, or it could have meant, sorry, I did a really big poo. <laughs> but um, so I, I, you know, as I went into the toilet and discovered what was going on, because when, when I went in, she just did this face. I was like, what, 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 why is she doing that face to me? What's going on? It's a bit weird. Oh, no. Uh, and then and then I realised, oh, right. And then my first thought was, oh, I see she was warning me that she'd just done a huge turd, <laughs> uh, a stinky one. And um, and then afterwards I was like, oh, maybe she was trying to tell me that someone else did it. And uh, it's just too complicated. Some situations are just too bloody complicated exactly. to know. Exactly. I think we need Dan the, Dan the man's help. What would you do, Dan? Uh, well, it depends if I knew them. If I knew them, I would say... <laughs> That wasn't me. If I didn't know them, I'd just say, give it five minutes. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, but then that person thinks you did it. That's the problem. Yeah, but I'm not too worried about that. That's fine. I mean, it, I'm more worried about if someone's pissed all over the seat and all over the floor. I mean, that's yeah. that's worse for me. You know, you can't help mm. shitting and shit's going to stink. So, you know. Yeah, we all do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's the yeah when you go to a public toilet and there's like shit on the floor. Oh. I always think, how has that happened? Let tell me. It's like I've seen shit on the walls in public toilets. Uh, Let me just yeah. think. How has this actually happened? And how do you explain yeah. that? That's the that's the bigger <laughs> problem. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if there's any way of explaining it. All you can do is just leave the country. That's it. It wasn't me I, who I, shit on the wall. That's what you got to say. I think this is why we're all living in different countries now. You said leave the country. <laughs> Like we've all we've all escaped from England. We've all shit on the wall, and we've had to get out of there. Yeah, or at least someone else has shat on the wall, and then we've gone into the bathroom, and someone else has then come in after us, assumed it's us, and even though it wasn't us, you still have to leave. We still have to leave the country. Of course you do. Of course and then, you do. And then Brexit happens, and you know, <laughs> oh. I think it's I think it's all because one guy did a poo on a wall, and now all of you know now all of this. Yeah, Boris Johnson, Boris Johnson on a wall, and now oh, it's all this. Oh, Jesus Christ, yeah. Well, it seems to be the solution is leave the country. So if that happens to anyone, just leave the country. Um, anyway, Luke, it's been a pleasure, as always, speaking to you. Thanks for helping us out with these awkward situations. I know exactly what to do now. I don't know. Really? I don't know if I helped. I think <laughs> I may have confused the matter even further, but it was what, fun. What about you, Dan? Have you learned anything? Well, if I ever go to a kid's birthday party, yeah, I've, I've learned one or two things. That, that's fantastic. That's what I always tell people. Rock and roll English is not just about learning English. There's like life lessons in here as well. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, Luke, thanks a lot. I'm sure we'll speak to you soon and I look forward to it. Thank you very much for inviting me onto the show again. No problem. Thanks and for coming. It was, it was lots of fun. Speak to you later. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> So how was that three-way experience for you? I hope it wasn't too much. I hope you're relaxed because now we're going to look at that rock and roll vocabulary. Um, at the beginning, when I asked Luke how he was, he said he was pumped. 
So when you are pumped, you're really excited to do something. You go somewhere and maybe you're thinking, oh yeah, fuck, this is going to be brilliant. Yeah, oh yeah. That means you are pumped, baby. Um, And then Luke said that he was happy that Dan and I were speaking again. And I said, look, don't say that now because I want to talk about that later. And Luke said, sorry, I jumped the gun there. So when you jump the gun, it's when you act before you should, before the appropriate time. Maybe you're on a date, for example, with a woman. It's going well. It looks like everything is going to go the way you want it. And you say, maybe, should we go back to my house now? And she says, whoa, whoa, don't jump the gun. Like there's an appropriate time for that. It's not now. So don't jump the gun. Um, Speaking of sexual stuff, Dan the man said he never wanted to have a threesome with me. So a threesome is a sexual experience with three people involved. Some people say it's fun. I think it would be difficult, really. You know, one's enough. If you have two people to think about, I imagine that's confusing. I don't know. Um, And then Luke was asking us some questions and he said that he would ask direct questions to two friends that hadn't spoken to each other for a long time in order to get all the dirt. So it's a kind of slang term to say to know exactly what went on, every minor detail. And he was asking more questions. He was saying, what happened? Did they fall out with each other? So when you fall out with someone, it's when you have an argument with someone, you stop talking. Exactly what happened with me and Dan the man and then dan said um don't worry now everything is fine because we are having a threesome and luke said yeah and you've dragged me into the situation so when you drag someone into a situation you pull them into it without them wanting to be part of it i don't think luke wanted to be in the threesome but he had no choice we pulled him into it um and then the questions were getting a little bit awkward and then dan said no look yeah we're going to start rowing again so when you row it's when you argue it's the same in british english in american english i don't know um and then luke said okay i'm not going to ask you what went down so when you say what went down it's another way to say what happened what went down last night what happened last night It's the same. Um, I said to Dan as well that he would let his child take all of the grief in that party situation we spoke about. So the grief is like the criticism, the annoyance, let's say. Someone can give you grief. If someone's annoying you, you can say, he's giving me a lot of grief. Dan the man gives me grief all the time, for example. Um, Then when we were talking about the metro situation, about you see a pregnant woman, what do you do? Luke said he would just get up and leave the seat without saying anything to take the bullet so when you take the bullet as dictionary dan correctly said during the show it's when you suffer the consequences yourself even though someone else did it maybe if dan makes a mistake on the podcast i can say look it was me because i will take the bullet for him okay that's just an example i would never take a bullet for dan the man then when we were talking about holding the door open scenario thing dan said it has backfired on him before so when something backfires it's when the plan that you have in your mind has the opposite effect maybe you buy some flowers for your girlfriend you buy some lilies and you think this is fantastic she will love them and she says why did you buy me lilies they're associated with people dying which is true by the way um and then you can say oh fuck that really backfired i wanted to do something nice make you happy and now you're angry so that 
backfired. I then said to Luke that um, I don't know how to deal with a situation. So when you don't know how to deal with something, you don't know how to manage it. So I needed his advice. And that was about um, the scenario of someone doing a smelly poo and then you go in afterwards. And one of the options Luke gave for how he would resolve it was just to say, look, that was you. And he said, I would take no half measures. So a half measure is when you do something not to its full, let's say, if that makes sense. So if you say, I don't want to do any half measures, it means you want to do something to the absolute maximum. For example, you go skiing for the first time in your life. You've never been before. And immediately you go to the top of the most dangerous mountain because you say, look, no half measures. I'm all in baby oh yeah um, that's not recommended though okay if you've never been skiing before do not go to the top of the most dangerous mountain okay if you're thinking i want to do that just so i can use this vocabulary use it in a different situation is my advice um dan's solution to that problem was just saying to someone give it five minutes so when you say give it five minutes it's an, a nicer way to say wait wait five minutes wait five minutes before you go in that you can use in that situation if someone's done a smelly poo or if you've done a smelly poo you can just say wait five minutes or give it five minutes um anyway all of this rock and roll vocabulary is on the website rockandrollenglish.com go there episode 127 find it and do the quiz baby and there's a present for the quiz and obviously again if you haven't already but i imagine you have go to luke's website teacherluke.com and there are more than 500 episodes you can listen to and lots of other amazing stuff anyway thanks for listening people i will see you all again next week in the meantime though just keep on rocking baby Thanks so much for listening to Rock and Roll English. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit rockandrollenglish.com and facebook.com slash rockandrollenglish. We'll catch you next time.